Welcome to Serenity is Addictive, where we explore the benefits of 12-step spirituality in depth. Let's get ready to dive in deep into this next episode. Catalina, great to see you. Hi. I'm excited for step six. Yeah. You ready to do this thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. So, Catalina, there's a rumor that you are a step six Jedi master. It's true. I'm here to say it's all true. (laughs) Well, this is good that we booked you today. (laughs) Because it's hard to get Jedi masters to join this uh, group of ours, you know? I'm Jedi masters. La Costa Nostra, this thing of ours. Anyways, um, yeah, I know you've done your research and. I figure you want to get us rolling, or do you want me to get us rolling, or what do you want to do? Sure, we can jump in. Let's do it. So I think um, the most important thing to point out about this step is that it's really about willingness. Mm. It's it's about action, but not what people would normally think of action. It's not about you doing any of the removing. It's about you doing the willingness to allow God to remove those defects. And so um, a lot of steps have slogans that go along with them or um, like Nick, I don't know if nicknames is the right word, but like shorter, shorter titles. Mm -hmm. And this one is let go and let God. Mm -hmm. That's what step six is. It's really about Mm -hmm. letting go of, of uh, trying to control your own life and trying to be the master of your own world which I know is really countercultural and it's really about letting go and letting God. And, and that should be motivated by step five and six, where you went through your life and saw all the pain and frustration that your defects have caused you. And so, um, yeah, it's about really being motivated by that to let go and bring God into, you know, your higher power as you understand him into your life and give him permission because that's the really big part is that um, God or higher power is a gentle person and isn't going to do things against your will. So if mm. you want to hold on to those defects, like they're mm. the last Oreo cookie in the house, he's not going to take them from you. Mm. I love it. And it's interesting. And we'll talk about different perspectives. Like all of this stuff, there's a lot of different perspectives on step six, step seven, how they go together how they don't go together. But I love what Catalina says and, you know, emphasizing willingness. I mean, after going through step one, two, three, and four and five, you know, step one, I can't, you know, I'm seeing what, where am I powerless and where is the unmanageability in my life and facing that um, to an extent where I'm able to, as you said, let go and let God to even start that letting go process is just kind of, if I can say my way isn't working, And am I open to something greater than me, new possibilities that might work? And am I willing to kind of meet with other people and have other guides or mentors or sponsors uh, or other people? It's a program of attraction who have received and been where I've been and much worse or where I've been and come out of it. Am I willing to be open to a new way? And am I willing to be open to a higher power to restore my life to sanity? I don't have the power. Am I open to God having that power? And am I willing to make the decision 
to turn my life and will over to him. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it all. Just make the decision to start that process. And by doing step four and step five, I'm starting that process. By doing step six and seven and all the remaining steps, I'm showing that I'm taking actions on that decision. Um, I usually close or we usually close with a prayer from the stop, but I'm going to open with it on this one. Here's a, a common six step prayer, Catalina. And it goes a little something like this. Higher power or God, please help me become willing to let go of all the things to which I still cling. Help me to be ready to let you remove all these defects that your will and purpose may take their place. Amen. You know, I read somewhere um, in one of the Al-Anon books that step three and step six go hand in hand as well. Because once again, going on that decision, here's where we start taking action to put that more into place. We did that with step four. We did that with step five. And as you mentioned, Catalina, we're looking at all the areas in step four, where are our strengths, you know, that are really good. Maybe we're not utilizing our strengths enough, right? And why? What's what's the shortcoming there? Why aren't we using that? Is it a fear? You know, so we, and then maybe there's things we're getting in our own way. So we have some liabilities. Why do we have these liabilities? And what's the opposite we can do? But we got to become willing. And some people, you know, write prayers or um, goodbye letters, like hmm. almost like breakup letters with their defects. So they kind of say, what was I getting from this defect? And what do I gain if I practice the opposite? And kind of say goodbye, a breakup with that defect. And I think that's something that's kind of interesting. But um, why don't we go to the big book? It, it says on uh, page 76, we have emphasized willingness as being indispensable for step six. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one, if we still cling to something we will not let go of? We ask God to help us become willing. And that's a beautiful thing, too, that not just for step six, but through this whole process and having it become a way of life, that I'm asking my higher power for the willingness the guidance and the knowledge. When we get to step 11, we say, you know, sought through prayer and meditation, um, the knowledge of his will for us to improve our conscious contact with God through prayer and meditation, uh, seeking only knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Can we ask for willingness to do whatever it takes to grow in happiness, peace, and joy? Can we ask for willingness to do whatever it takes in action to receive more of the promises. If I have a bad habit of touching the stove with my hand and my hand burns, I have to learn to stop touching that stove. And maybe instead of that, you know, I put my hand in moisturizer because <laughs> it's really dry, but I got to stop the old habit to start the new habit. And so we're trying to replace, figure out what needs to be stopped, what needs to be encouraged, and, um, you know, what are the things that need to be changed. And it's a tricky thing, right, Catalina, because we are giving this over to God. We're saying we're willing. And step seven, we're humbly asking him to take those away. But we have a role to do too, right? Like we have to practice a new action. Without God, I can't. Without me, God won't. As you said, he won't force it uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, 
we can't control it because that's what we used to do, right? When I'm when I'm giving the middle finger to step one, I'm trying to run the show. And I remember a sponsor saying to me, you got to let go of the results. You know, you got to let go of the outcomes. You got to let go of the results. You got to let go of the timing of when you're going to get the promises, when the blessings are going to come true. Stay in the simple action business. Focus on the new actions. Do your best. Enjoy the process and let go of the results. But I feel like I am speaking too much in the presence of a Jedi master on Stub Six. Yeah, clearly you're very excited about Stub Six because you just talked about like 15 different topics (laughs) that I had on my thing to talk about. So I don't know. Maybe you're the Jedi master. Clearly you are super excited to talk about this stuff. I'm the Jedi master of making all these mistakes and doing it all. Um, I need a lot of help, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there there were a lot of topics that you covered that I think it would be um, nice to focus on a little bit more. Sure, and, let's do um, it. you know, one of them you talked about was character defects and finding the opposite. And I think that, you know, something you and I had looked at before that we thought was really neat that we can maybe put up on our website for our listeners is that list of extremes where mm. it's like either side Mm. is an extreme and can be a character defect. And then there's the virtue, which is in the middle of each of them. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a really cool quote by us, a book called Serenity, a companion for 12-step recovery that talks about this. And it says, as a rule, most defects of character involve some imbalance in the expression of and the experience of our most basic human needs. As we know, as, as we hold known defects of character up to God, we must avoid self-shaming and self-condemnation. The goal here is spiritual release, not spiritual self-punishment. For most of us, this process is ongoing. We will not be healed and sent forward immediately. Rather, recovery will be a daily effort to evaluate, balance, and adjust the healthy expression of all of our God-given needs. And so it really goes back to the fact that, you know, nobody's out there trying to be like an asshole, (laughs) Nobody's out there trying to be a mean person and Mm. have these defects. These are expressions that we've come up with over the time that most are some sort of survival technique, but Mm. they just don't work anymore. Mm. And so it's okay to admit that they don't work anymore, but it, you know, at this, uh, this quote, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but it even goes into the example of like, you know, if you, um, if you're like somebody who struggles with anger, maybe you're. Um, actions to to uh, get away from that character defect or to try to practice not being set off by anger. But if you're somebody who is anger averse, like you you have aversion to anger, you don't ever want to express anger. Maybe part of your work is to learn how to express healthy anger. Actually, it's funny because both sides, it's mm. about expressing healthy anger. It's not mm. that anger is this evil thing. It's about it being out of whack, whether it's too much or too little. And so mm-hmm. I think that's really important because sometimes, especially um, those of us who are in this program, tend to uh, gravitate towards extremes. Mm-hmm. And a good extreme, quote unquote, versus a bad extreme, quote unquote. I'm saying quotes because there is no such thing in typically with a good extreme or a bad extreme. They're all not healthy. Mm-hmm. Is... Um, you know, it, it, we go from one to the other and it's mm. not about going from one extreme to the other. I'm never, ever, ever going to do this again. It's about trying to find the balance in it. And so one of the suggestions that I actually saw as well is to make a list of your defects and try to figure out what the balanced approach of that would be. And, um, 
you know, that list that we're talking about of the two extremes and the virtue in the middle, which is kind of a balance between those two is really helpful for something like that. Yeah, I love that. And back to the Jedi master. I think I am the Jedi master of extremes. <laughs> you know, left to myself, I hit every extreme there is. There was a Billy Joel song, you know, Dal and I go to extremes and, and that's kind of my story. Um, no, I love that, Catalina. And, you know, finding the balance and you reminded me and I think I probably mentioned it on previous podcasts, but there was a guy when I first got involved in the stops and he said, look, when you go through step four, five, six, and seven, he's like, you're going to see your defects and you're going to see your shortcomings. He's like, just know that every single one of them is a strength that you're either overusing or underusing. And this mm. process, all it's doing, you will learn how to make it more balanced so you can actually apply and target them to pay you more dividends and that's this process. So mm-hmm. it, it's great. It's none of this is shaming, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about that before. Uh, we're not evil people trying to become good and holy. No, we're just imperfect human beings and trying to really like a beautiful artiste like Michelangelo, like uh, who's my guy from Spain there? Gaudi. Gaudi. Ooh, Gaudi. Like Gaudi. Um, you know, we're trying to refine some art and chisel a beautiful sculpture and have God help us with that and really help help us to be the best version of ourselves and partnering with this higher power. Um, no, I think that's beautiful, Catalina, beautiful. You know, there's a couple more lines from a book called A Hunger for Healing that I really like that talks about the importance of willingness and really bringing your higher power into this process and really, you know, being willing to invite your higher power in and let him remove your character defects his way, his timing, mm. the way he wants to, and not trying to fight him on it or trying to surrender mm. your desire to fight him on it. And it says, um, when we tried to clean ourselves up with our own power and discipline, which is what we learn about ourselves in steps four and five, We kept ourselves agitated, confused, in denial, and worn out, and we were in an almost constant emotional pain. We were like a man who tore the scab off of his arm every morning to see if his wound had healed. But it was in doing the sixth step that I saw why I had become so exhausted. I'd been trying to do God's part in the spiritual growth and healing process. In the program, Mm. I was told that my part was being entirely ready and being ready to let God be the controller and life changer of myself and others. And I think that says it really perfectly because um, it's almost, I think there's like a cartoon or something that makes me think of where like somebody's trying to bake bread or like let bread rise, but bread needs to be left alone to rise. Like if you Mm. keep fussing with it, it's going to keep falling and it's never actually going to rise. And so like the person keeps checking the bread and like pulling the, you know, it out of the oven or pulling the little um, dishcloth that's covering it up or whatever that's trying to let it rise because we're so eager. But like (laughs) it's not actually it's actually impeding the process. And so it's really cool because, um, you know, it, it could seem like this is a passive step, but it's really important to have that willingness because you can't go forward without it. You can't unless you've made that decision that you're going to allow God into it. Um, into this process and into your life in an extremely profound way where you're literally giving him, you know, it's like that Carrie Underwood song, Jesus take the wheel. Like you're giving God the wheel to your Mm. life and saying, 
you know, here you go. And that doesn't guarantee that when you give it, like, you're never going to try to take it back. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like mm -hmm. a crazy person, you know, trying to take the steering wheel on the passenger side. (laughs) But that's okay, because it's not about that perfection. It's about making that decision. And it's about making that decision over and over again, as you get tempted to try to take, you know, control of your life back. Yep. No, I love it. Um, you also made me think like a paradox or to complement what you're saying there. Um, just the story of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, right? If you think of God watching us and there's some things we have to go through in life, even struggling with some of these defects. So sometimes we want them removed really quickly. Sometimes we don't want some removed. Sometimes we're afraid to have some removed, but you know, where we want them to go too quickly, like Catalina was saying, you know, we got to let go of the timing because we might have to struggle with it. And Mm -hmm. if we still have the defect, there's something we still need to learn from it. So that's another thing we can ask our higher power, like, show me what I need to learn and show me why this isn't changing. And what am I not seeing? And ask other people, how have you dealt with this? Mm -hmm. You know, like having the ability to say help, Ask yeah. for help. Yeah. Ask your higher power for help. willing to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> to and what it's, people it's a, might say. It's a story of a lifetime. You know, there's a book called Drop the Rock. And then there's a second book called Drop the Rock Ripple Effect. And both books are about step six, seven, 10, and 11 as a way of life, a daily practice to just show. And I think this quote that I'm going to read from the 12 and 12 sums it up. It says, so step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character is AA's way of stating the best possible attitude one can take in order to make a beginning on this lifetime job. This does not mean that we expect all of our character defects to be lifted out of us as the drink, the drive to drink was. A few of them may be, but with most of them, we shall have to be content with patient improvement. The words entirely ready underline the fact that we want to aim at the very best we know or can learn. And that's nice because I do want to be the very best that I can be, Mm -hmm. right? And whatever purpose or mission or reason I was put on this earth, I want that to be fulfilled. And with the help of my higher power and my cooperation, that's a work of a lifetime. I just don't know how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And in some areas where we go through dry spells, where we go through valleys, where we go through trials, you know, that's my higher power is like in a form pruning me. You know, we have, um, I have this lemon tree outside my home. And uh, I remember Catalina talked about getting the gardener to have this tree pruned. And uh, I didn't, I just, you know, I, I haven't really gardened, you know, prior to this. And, uh, I didn't know what she was talking about, but the gardeners came and they like destroyed the tree, at least what I thought. <laughs> and I came back, this big, beautiful tree was now this small little twig, hmm. it seemed. And she, and I go, you know, like these people ruined our tree. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Watch how beautiful it's going to bloom. And sure enough, it became like five times the size of, that it ever was. And so there, there's a pruning, you know, throughout these, throughout our lives and trusting the process as long as we're cooperating uh, and not getting in our own way and making it worse, right? Well, and that's what's so beautiful about step, step six, because it basically says exactly what you're saying. It says, at this point in time, we should be 
pretty ready to say we can't fix it all. We can't fix our own problems. We can't remove our own defects because if we could have, we would have. That's why we're bringing our higher power in, you know, and there's a quote by how Al-Anon works that I thought was really nice. It says, but step six says nothing about changing ourselves or making our own defects of characters go away. Mm. In fact, the step points out that we are powerless to remove our defects of character by ourselves. Our role in this partnership uh, with our higher power is to accept ourselves as we are flaws and all, and to become willing to let go of all that stands in the way of our health and growth. And it's funny because I had the thought, the defects are defects, my defects remind me of, um, Smeagol, like from mm. Lord of the Rings mm. where, you know, there's a point, um, for those, those fans out there in the movie where Frodo is sitting with Gandalf and he's kind of like, I hate Smeagol, you know, I wish that Bilbo had killed him when he had the chance um, in The Hobbit when he met with uh, Smeagol for the first time. And, you know, uh, Gandalf looks at him and says, you know, who are you to decide? You can't see, basically, you can't see everything that's going to happen. You can't see the future. You can't see all the effects that that one life has. And he said, you know, my senses tell me that he still has a part to play. Mm. And I think that, you know, we see... It's easy, and I think it's such a great example because we see, you know, Smeagol is like this evil character. Like, why wouldn't you? He causes nothing but problems. But And we can see our defects the same way. Like, this is not good. There's no part of this that's good. But if your higher power hasn't removed it from you and you've been asking him and you've been doing your part to constantly just try to surrender it to him and, and do what you can, and that includes failing multiple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. multiple times a day, multiple times an hour, whatever, you know, wherever you are, that means it still has a part to play with you. And that's right. hard to understand sometimes, but it's... Your higher power is so powerful. If he's really God, he can turn anything into good. Mm. Anything, Mm. including your defects, including Mm. the pieces of yourself that you might hate the most. Mm. He can make into something more beautiful than even your strengths Mm. if he wants to. And if he's not removing it from you, it has a part to play. And that doesn't mean you surrender to it. Like you just let it run amok. You know, you do your part. Like they didn't just let Smeagol off the, off the cuffs and let him like, you know, destroy the world. But, um, you know, you do your part with it, but you, it's a part of the acceptance. The willingness is to let God come in and the acceptance on how he's going to do it, Mm. what he's going to do. You know, you're inviting him into move your furniture in your house and you got to be okay with what he keeps, Mm. what he gets rid of, what he moves, where, like you've invited him to do this. And now your part Mm. is to keep remembering that you asked for this and Mm. to trust that the ultimate outcome is going to be better for not just you, but every human being on this earth that will ever come in contact with you. I love that. And, And you remind me of the phrase that's all throughout the programs, more will be revealed. Mm. So like even the things we think are our defects, even after our first step four and five, you know, we're touching upon some things. Then as we keep going and living this way, we're going to see that things we didn't even know were our defects are things that God wants us to remove more importantly than some of the things we're worried about. You know, a couple examples, and I think I might have said this before, when I did one of my step five, certainly not my first one, um, a really thorough one with a sponsor, he told me, uh, because I had a habit of calling him every day and telling him all the bad stuff I was doing or whatever, 
shaming myself, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, when are you going to start learning how to like yourself? Hmm. You know, so that started a process of like, wow, learning how to love myself. They also say sometimes, you know, egomaniacs with an inferiority complex. Hmm. And if I have a low self-esteem and I'm masking it with a big ego, you know, there's those two extremes right Mm -hmm. there, somehow fitting in this weird, disgusting type of soup, right? Mm. Like these weird ingredients, mm. but what needs tons to happen... Tons of garlic and tons of sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Together. Yeah. And so... Probably didn't taste very good. No, certainly <laughs> not. And then the, the ego needs to be deflated to the middle and the self-esteem needs to be lifted up to the middle. Um, and so an example of that that I can give in my life is... I felt like I would boast all the time because I felt I had a, you know, like a low self-esteem. I wanted you to know my accomplishments. Mm. But when I got into the program, I started going the other way and I would <laughs> just talk lowly about myself. And I remember, you know, I remember one time Catalina said like, why do you not share what you do? And, you know, it's really impressive. And so it's, once again, it, it's, it's like a healthy self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, like, so all these things more will be revealed and we'll get to learn and, and, you know, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. There's no perfect way to do any of these stops, but willingness is necessary. The perfect way is how you're doing them. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, cause sometimes I meet people and they're not willing to do anything, mm. right? So you got the two extremes there. Like some people want to go a thousand miles an hour right. and just finish. That's not probably finish not the good. Twelve steps in twelve days. Yeah, twelve, <laughs> yeah, 12 steps in twelve hours. Or twelve steps in the twelve, 12 minutes. step cleanse. Yeah, twelve step cleanse. Yeah, and then some people want to go, you know, ninety and ninety. So they say like ninety meetings, ninety days. Like they'll do the ninety, ninety, ninety meetings in ninety years, where they don't want to change at all. And they just kind of get into this self-pity thing like, I'm no good and I'm no, wow, man, it can never happen for mm. me. And But never really wanting to take a stop. And usually if I sponsor people like that, I'll say like, what's the small little stop change mm-hmm. you can make? What's one little change you can make? Sometimes they're not even willing to do the one change. And, and so I think they need to stay in that pain because until that pain gets worse. They have more to learn from it. They got more to learn from it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've done that and I still do that to this day. It's human condition. Yeah. You know, there's um, a quote by Winston Churchill. That's one of my all time favorite quotes. Mm. And I, I don't have it memorized. You would think I would because it's one of my all time favorite quotes. But anyways, it says something to the effect of like, you're not going to change until the pain of staying the way you are exceeds the pain of change because mm. change is painful. It's not easy. Yeah. And so there has to be a motivator. And often one of the most effective motivators is pain. And so, um, yeah, when it feels it's more uncomfortable to stay put than to move, you're going to move. If it's more comfortable to stay put, most of us, probably 99.9 of us on this planet will stay. So I have a a large quote, Catalina, from a book, Narcotics Anonymous, Stop Working Guide, page 57 to 58. But I'd like to break it down a little bit piece by piece. Um, It says, our character defects are indicators of our basic nature. We are likely to find that we have the same basic nature as anyone else. We have needs and we try to get them met. For instance, we need love. How we go about getting love is where our defects come into play. If we lie, cheat, or harm others and degrade ourselves to get love, we're acting on our defects. As defined in It Works, How and Why, our defects are basic human traits that have been distorted by our self-centeredness. I like that example because needing love is something very good. And we talked about how the instincts in themselves are good. It's when they 
dominate our lives. You know, if we overdo them or underdo them, it's where they can have problems. Uh, I'll continue with the quote. With our sponsor's help, we need to list each defect we have, describe the ways in which we act on it, look at how it affects our lives, and very importantly, find out what we're feeling when we practice it. Imagine what our life would be like without each defect will help us see that we can live without it. Some of us take practical action by finding out what the opposite spiritual principle would be for each character defect. So here's an example. Would take a defect and list it, give a brief definition of the defect, then think about in what ways do I act on this defect? When I do act on this defect, what effect does it give me and others? What's the payoff I think I'm getting? What feelings do I associate with this defect? Am I trying to suppress certain feelings by acting on certain defects? What would my life be with like without this defect or this behavior? And which spiritual principle can I apply instead? And it doesn't say this in the quote, but I think it's also important to see like, if you're going to make a change, you, it should be something better. So whatever you're getting from the defect, whatever the new contrary action or principle you or virtue you're going to practice, it should be actually make you feel better. Um, so I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Catalina. I think people who are really hungry, we talked a little bit earlier about like taking action can feel like this is a very passive step and it's not, it's just a different type of action. And so, um, it also talks about, I think there are a lot of people that, especially if you're a control freak like me, you know, letting someone else into you, into your inner workings and giving them permission to rearrange as they please can feel really passive and stressful too. Um, but so this quote says it's by how Al-Anon works and it says paradoxically by accepting our limitations, we can avail ourselves of unlimited possibilities with God's help. We can overcome seemingly impossible obstacles. And so by bringing your higher power in and giving him full reign, you become stronger you become more capable, you actually become, um, you can achieve more versus living in, you know, your, your defects and trying to grapple with those yourself. You're never even going to get past those, let alone to other things. And so I just love that because I think that it's true. This step is about, it is about taking your power back, but it's not about being in control of everything. I love it. Um, well said, I don't have anything else to add to that. Um, especially in the presence of a Jedi Master for Step 6, Catalina. Um, Looks good. <laughs> good <to sc> <laughs> trying to catch a fly that's with my Jedi powers. I if keep only her skills at catching flies were as good as Step 6, there would not be a fly on the face of this earth. Uh-huh. Luckily for the flies, that, that's not the same. That's not the, uh, the case here. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll just close with a prayer. And uh, just say, dear higher power, God, help us to become entirely ready, step by step, to have you remove all of our defects of character. Help us let go of all the things we still cling to that are harming us or not benefiting us uh, so we can be better versions of ourselves and experience more progressive peace, happiness, and joy. Help us do whatever it takes and let go of whatever it takes to receive more of the promises. Amen. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Serenity is Addictive. Until the next time we meet, keep trudging your road to happy, to happy destiny. destiny. Peace.